Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hootie hoo, this is George, and don't skip this announcement. Don't skip, don't skip, because guess what? I have two huge things to say, and they are going to make a global impact. One is that I, George Severus, co-host of the podcast Radio Lab, am headlining Brooklyn's own Littlefield on July 8th. I'm going to be trying out some new material. That's right. I'm going to be doing stand-up comedy. And if some of it bombs, I'm never going to do it again. So this might be your one chance to hear it. I would love to see some glamour girls there. It would make me feel so happy. And I, I would love for you to buy tickets. The ticket link is in all my bios across the internet. And then the second thing I wanted to say is that we here at the Podcast Radio Lab are doing one of our famous earnestness bonanzas for, that's right, the 4th of July. And we're doing it ironically because we don't celebrate the holiday. So if you want to get your questions in, please email us at stradiolab at gmail.com. You can email us literally any question and we will answer it earnestly. And let's say, try to do that by, oh, I don't know, Tuesday, June 27th. All right. Enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Okay. Podcast starts now. What's up, everyone? And welcome to Streaming Live. <laughs> we haven't done back to back recordings in so long. Yeah. And I'm feeling I'm feeling energized in a in a way that is scary because I feel like my confidence is above my skill level, if that makes sense. <laughs> like I'm like starting at a sprinting start, and yet yeah. I have not decided what I want to say. Not to be self-deprecating right off the bat, also, sure. but I'm like podcasting like is there even a skill level you know what i mean like like i feel like <laughs> like it's like it's not about our skill level you know uh -huh. it's like it's just about like our vibe right so like there's nothing to be afraid of mostly okay i have a story based on last episode that Ooh, what is it? i want to tell you please so uh, we were talking with jamie loftus yes. about uh nobody wants to work these days mm-hmm and I, we were on such a theme that I didn't want to break away. Sure. But I had an audible. If real fans know, I had an audible. Oh, 
And then I was like, no, yeah, this is not your time. Don't tell your story. By the way, you said there, there's no skill to podcasting. What you just described is the skill. Knowing when to say what, knowing when to sh- shut up, <laughs> knowing when to speak up, knowing the, the, the natural flow of a conversation and going into it and doing backstroke, doing breaststroke, doing butterfly even, doing an, an, an IM, as we used to call it, where you do all four. Yes, yes, And you yes. need to know when you are doing each stroke. And by the way, the listener can't know that, uh-oh, he just switched from breaststroke to backstroke. <laughs> it needs to be seamless. You need to literally look like you're doing synchronized swimming. And in fact, you're doing a highly choreographed dance. Sure. No, you're right. Okay. I take it back. Podcasting is one of the most skilled art forms you can have. It's up there. It's certainly above writing. It is number two, and the number one is playing the organ at a church. (laughs) Yeah. And number three is painting. That's right. And coming in at number four? (laughs) Ooh, ooh, shoe design. (laughs) And number five, architecture. Mm. Number six? Being a mayor. And number seven, stage acting. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Of course, we're going to stop at seven, as yeah. is professional to do. Yeah, because number eight is really controversial. <laughs> it's true, but it's controversial. Yeah, it's being a fascist dictator. <laughs> okay, so what were you going to so say? So anyway, what I was going to say was um, I went on a trip Ooh. recently. Yes. I And I it was a road trip, even. Oh, not and the gay campground? Well, I was driving to the gay campground. Oh, of course. Those do go hand in hand. Yeah, because you have to bring all your gear. Well, of course. Um, And so I went to, we were stopping at a fast food restaurant Mm. on the way to the gay campground. And um, we were eating inside of the establishment. And this man came in very, very angry. And he was like holding a drink. And he was like, slammed the drink on the counter and then started spilling it around. And he was like, can I talk to the manager? And the lady's like, yeah, I'm the manager. And he was like, how hard is it to put on a top? How hard is it to put the top on a drink? And just starts yelling at her. And he was like, I spilled this drink all over my car. And now I'm spilling it all over your counter. And then, and he was like, I would do so much more to you guys. You're lucky I'm only spilling this on the counter. And then he was like, but you know why I'm not? Because you're all kids. You're all kids. And nobody knows how to fucking work. Nobody knows how to work these days. And then um, one of the teenagers started mocking him, which I thought <laughs> was so irresponsible because I was like, we are in Pennsylvania. Like, yeah, this he's is threatening scary. violence. He's threatening violence. And he was like, why don't you cry about it? Why don't you cry uh, about it? And I, and I was like, oh my God. And uh, it was just Misha and I sitting in there and yeah. we were completely silent, of course, because um, we didn't want to escalate. Was this man large? And, and by the large way, I don't mean charge. that in a body shaming way. I mean, spiritually, did he have a large spirit he had a large spirit uh he was intimidating i would argue um and then he like after getting mocked then he got super mad Uh and then walked out but as he was walking out slammed his hands on the door the entire glass door no shattered no yes it, it shattered and he storms out and gets in his car and drives away and the teens follow him to take pictures of the license plate and i was like teens stop (laughs) Wait, but but that to me seems like the right thing to do. Well, they should get the license plate, but don't go outside. Don't go like, outside. I was like, do it from you can. There's windows in here. Yeah, like, but he is already the in the shot. car. You think yeah. you think he's gonna stop the car, get out, and sort of take their little heads and smash them together? Honey, he could have. I was scared. Yeah. I was scared. Um, and it was sort of a, a wow. no one wants to work these days. Taken to like the highest degree. Yeah. Um, 
And it really, it, you know, in a scary moment, I don't know how you act, mm-hmm. but the way I act is pretty embarrassing. Because what I do is absolutely nothing. I literally <laughs> just like stay still, like, and I'm like, <laughs> just be quiet and just yeah. let it all pass. Because like, I'm like, as soon as someone's like, hey, stop it, like, then I feel like it's like, oh, well, then fuck you too. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, shh, like, sure. I was just like, everyone, shh. <laughs> I will say, I do have, as you know, I do have the instinct in me to participate in an escalation. Yes, yes. Not so much in physical violence yet, <laughs> but I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> well, keep training. But That's when training. exactly? But when there is a sort of passive aggressive phone call, uh, you know, a, a, a conference call where someone is raising their voice, when someone accuses me of something that I don't necessarily think I'm guilty of, I can get there. I can get to the sort of uh, woman calling customer service saying, "I'm just confused." Mm. I can I can get to that tone. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure though that I am not punching down. It needs to. I need to. Basically, I need to know that whoever I'm yelling at on their W two form, they're making more money than me. If I'm sure of that, I will yell. Yeah. If I'm not sure of that, I won't. And I think that is sort of uh, <laughs> not to use a um, a loaded term, but it's sort of like being an ethical Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's really smart. You have to ask everyone how much they make and only yell at people that make more than you. I think that's so smart. I think that's really great. I do think having said that in no world would the teens working at like a drive through on a road trip ever be making more than me because of course I'm one of the most successful podcasters in the industry so it would never occur to me to uh, threaten violence to them or break glass or uh, sort of start listing Republican talking points about how they need to pull themselves up from their bootstraps (laughs) yeah it really did when I leave New York City sometimes I'm like sometimes I think I'm unjustly um, judgmental of you know, let's say Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you keep going back to Pennsylvania. Well, it was in Pennsylvania and it felt very Pennsylvania. Got it. There was something about it that felt like very, everyone is like um, isolated and everyone's angry, but for no, like they, they are in Pennsylvania so that their life is easy. And I'm not talking about yeah. Philly, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about like rural Pennsylvania and I'm like, your life should be simple. This is what you chose or <laughs> you are being so problematic right now. Am it's I? insane. Am I? <laughs> well, I feel like my- you need to go home and read Hillbilly Elegy and then come back and have this conversation. Wow. You think you can be you a You need to watch Glenn Close as what's her name? Little Mama in the in the <laughs> Big Mama? I'm not sure which Sugar Sugar, size sugar Mama. mama? <laughs> she is some kind of mama in that that is her name. Mima. Mima. Mama. Ma- well, I, I don't, don't know, know if it's Mima or Mama. Okay, but it is a it is a draggier version than Mama. Okay, she's not just Mama. No, it's judged up. The point is, you know, in that performance, you sort of get the pain of the of the of the white working class in a way that if you try to internalize, then maybe you wouldn't be so rude to people from Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, I just feel I just don't know why you would be so ready to fly completely off the handle at complete strangers, and it really felt mm-hmm. like yeah. Like, uh, like everyone there was. Like, it was just like there was a tense no, it's energy where it's I was like, true. it's a Friday. Can we calm down a little bit? Yeah. Like, it's Friday. You have a car and you you got a soda. Like, let's chill out a bit. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like what you're describing was the default for so many years. It's like a man 
who, of course, has his own issues that have not been, let's say, worked through in therapy. You know, his therapy is yelling at teenagers <laughs> at a at a drive through. And I feel like we are surrounded by the polar opposite of that, which is people that have had too much therapy. And their way of dealing with that would have been like to bring in an intimacy coordinator to the drive through <laughs> so that they can have like a single conversation with, with another human being. Yeah. And it is striking to be struck with the old version of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to, I guess, formally apologize to everyone in Pennsylvania. I think I understand that you do have struggle despite having peace and quiet at the same time. Um, well, you're, it's funny because it's funny. <laughs> I'm the, being a back The whole peace and quiet thing is so funny because you're seeing, you're viewing it, which I understand, you're viewing it from the perspective of someone who lives in a city where you're like, well, to me, a rural area symbolizes peace and quiet because I'm contrasting it to the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas to them, it's just like their daily life. Like they don't, they don't look, they don't wake up every day and they're like, wow, I'm like Reese Witherspoon and Wild. <laughs> Well, maybe it's time to practice some gratitude (laughs) (laughs) and wake up every day and say, I'm like Reese Witherspoon and Wilde. Yeah, okay. And maybe then you won't be screaming at teens. But it's true that no one wants to work these days. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Judging from me, I certainly don't. No, I certainly don't want to work these days. No, I think I do think there's something about, you know, everything that has ever worked is crumbling. Yeah. And um, well, there are no institutions. There's no institutions. Every big company is cutting, has taken over all small business and then is also crumbling inside of itself. Yeah. And it's like those teens are basically employed by. Um, you know, Time Warner, Walmart. Yeah, they are being paid in ketchup packets, <laughs> of course. So, what do you want from them? No, don't get me wrong. I'm team. Their teen. blood sugar is dangerously high <laughs> from all the ketchup. <laughs> I'm team teen. I just yeah. am surprised when other people aren't. Yeah, but then the guy that was there that broke the door. Yeah, teach me empathy. You know, he's been working at the same place his whole life. Do you know who acquired it? Peter Thiel. <laughs> do you know what he did as soon as he acquired it? Fired. All people in the company. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Replace them with AI. Robots. Yeah. Meanwhile, this man is a lifelong Republican voter. He has this conflict in himself. He's like, I'm a lifelong Republican voter because I hate unions. And yet, Republicans are the ones taking my jobs away. The cognitive dissonance of that is so strong that he has to threaten violence to teens. Otherwise, he will collapse. That's true. That's true. At one point, do we have to respect that? As long as he's not actually doing physical violence, at one point, do we have to respect that as his way of coping? Yeah. Can I tell you a a sad part of the story, too? Well, so far, it's been real happy, (laughs) so I can't wait to hear this. Well, there was a part of me that felt bad for him after he broke the glass because I actually think he just meant to slam the door. Well, and of course, it was, yeah, he didn't. He didn't mean to. And so it was like, oh no, he I like know, overstepped, and he like now he actually looks like a psycho. When totally. Or he was like totally. just sort of an angry guy. Well, there's also the the, I mean, it's so cinematic. It's like doing something like that, and then having that moment of like, is this who I have become? Yeah. Like I thought I was righteously angry, and it's like you look around, and you're like, oh my god, I'm scaring these teens, and everyone's looking at me. I'm destroying property. I'm destroying property, which is more valuable than human life to someone <laughs> like him. It's true. Based on his political views that I'm projecting onto him. Of course. Well, I do want to wrap up our intro because I feel like it's actually gone kind of long. And um, I do want to say also, for some reason, now I feel bad. No, I'm I'm jokingly, (laughs) I'm like, 
I knew you would feel bad, and I knew it. I knew literally the second I I took it too far, I was like, oh, he's gonna feel bad. Uh huh. I was be, I was jokingly poking fun at your story. Okay. I was not. I was not like seriously trying to make you feel bad. Well, you know what I mean? I think it's powerful. Okay. Um, no, I'm good. Okay. We'll also bleep various parts of that story so that you come out even better. Thank God. Um, and I think we should bring in our guest. Yes. I who think it's will absolutely have such time. a powerful perspective on this issue. Yeah. Um, well, they asked us to bring that story up because they were like, I have something to say about it. <laughs> Liable. We like, <laughs> they were like, all right, like, I guess we'll make up a story. Yeah, like, I guess we'll make up some story about where I like come off like really big city and like whatever. Yeah. Um, please welcome to the podcast, um, Peter Smith. Hello, boys. <laughs> Wow, what an intro. Hello, listeners. So, Peter, I have a question for you. Like, mm-hmm. sort of, what is your response to that story? My response, Sam's counter response. It was gorgeous to watch you both make amends at the yeah. end of it. Uh-huh. Um, my response is that one, the displaced rage. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, a cup off the lid, you know, the lid being, and then that being the thing that triggers mm-hmm. this man. Mm-hmm. That I feel, um, I worry for mm-hmm. what's going on in his life. But also, like having a car and a soft drink as a Midwesterner. Sure. That is the most comfortable place uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. That's my gender. Ultimately, <laughs> it's like driving with a big, with a big Coke, soft a big, drink. Yeah. yeah. And just cruising through yeah. the strip malls like that. Yeah. And that so when is that happy. is punctured, when you get you are you are in your safe zone and suddenly you spill the Diet Coke. You're saying because you're in such a place of ecstasy that can make someone go violent because it is the one moment they had to themselves that day. Yeah. And like this is apparently his only opportunity to get back on whatever injustice is occurring to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's pathetic ultimately. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That's somebody in need of some therapy or maybe a different menu order. You know, maybe what he's been getting is not making him the dopamine isn't mm. really working anymore you're saying the get... issue is with his order rather than with what happened <laughs> yeah the he demands are wrong perhaps we're misplaced demands yeah we're looking at potentially a seven up or a mountain dew something that yeah, could yeah. alter his brain chemistry in a different spermicide. more beneficial way yes mm-hmm. mountain dew is a spermicide well and no one's talking about that well, maybe they did when that. we were you know maybe like 12 years ago yeah oh, spermicide you know what a way to battle toxic masculinity Get yeah them all baby hopped up on mountain dew sizzle it no more sperm sizzle it with that yellow stuff mm. yeah yum that's what i'm here for wow huh in the iheart radio studios <laughs> iheart radio boop, 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 boop. It's great to be here. Yeah, well, it's yeah, so what's wonderful your perceptions of the you. space? Yeah, the elevators are gay, 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 gay. Yeah. Gay. Oh, yeah. Now serving tenth floor. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in and I, oh, yes, you are. And then as you're as you're walking out of the elevator, it's like, okay, mama. Yeah. <laughs> it's like go off. I mean, there literally is a runway from the elevator to truly, the reception desk. Yeah. Truly, which I was frozen by. <laughs> I walked off. Ah. Impressive yeah. entrance, and so I didn't move. And then also, the lights are motion activated, so I took a couple pictures. Yes, you got. Oh that. wow! Because I said this is a stunning entrance. Yeah, yeah. And I love an entrance. And then I moved, and 
I don't really know what happened. It was like different radio stations played while yeah. I was walking. Yeah. And it yeah. was impressive. It's and funny. We've tried to explain it on air before. We can try again. Can I try mean, it's again. sort of like it is a motion activated walkway where every step you take, you hear a different audio cue, sort yeah. of. Yeah, like yeah. a different station, I think. Yes, a different station, you know, to signify the concept of iHeartRadio. Yeah. The radio. Also the radio. Midwesterner hearing channels switch like yeah. that, I was really calmed by. I do yeah. think if it was up to us, potentially we could do a, just one audio track of RuPaul saying, cover girl, put <laughs> yes. some bass in your walk. Exactly. That would actually be really helpful. Yeah, that would be yeah. fun. Yeah. Is she here? Let's give her the tip. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, look at the space. This is what our house looks like in uh, that. I did watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, here's my question for you as someone who recently took a photograph in an Instagram bait space. You know, a space the that, hallway, the hallway, okay, like, yeah. you oh, know, it's oh, like oh. it's like a, a space that is last? begging, begging to be Instagram. Yeah. Uh -huh. When you are in a space that is literally made to be photographed. Uh huh. Shared. Is it sort of chic or cooler to pretend you don't notice it and scoff at people who photograph it? Or is that a lost cause? And we, we all have to just be like, you know what? We respect the workers that built this, you know, Yayoi Kusama <laughs> infinity room. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I shall take a selfie inside of it. Yeah, I think, you know, this is iHeartRadio. Mm -hmm. And I'm in show business. <laughs> and they've built this entrance to sort of make a statement when you yeah. walk off the elevator. You're here right now. Mm. So, yeah, I'm going to take a picture. Right. Yeah. And... I don't have any shame in that. Yeah. I think like uh, a step and repeat mm -hmm. that, you know, might be for brands that aren't necessarily, you know, Blackstone or some sure. of these major corporations where like you want to be photographed with, right. you know, <laughs> right. war, war mongers. Of course. Um, yeah, I have no shame in, in that. In supporting a small business. Kettle chips. Exactly. <laughs> Sabra. Yeah. Sabra. Sabra. Um, uh -huh. You know, Peter, one thing I think you do, um, I think you have a good head on your shoulders around the fact that you are in show business. Yeah. I think sometimes I like to pretend I'm not uh -huh. and that I'm not even thinking about it. And totally. I'm sort of like, yeah, like I'm just, it just happens. Like I just happen to be on stage. I just happen to be pursuing this thing. I just happen to be here. And I think you um, going in knowingly is like something I can learn from, you know? It, there's no reason to be blasé about really anything. Well, you're talking to the blasé, <laughs> of blasé boys here. <laughs> it's the blasé brothers. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, show business, you gotta be, I think, you know, you're aware. We were just talking about RuPaul. Yeah. You know, I Classic think that's show business. A, a hyper participant. You know, love the woman, but that's a hyper participant. Of course, yes. of course, um, yes. But yeah. I think every ultimately, I think all of America is in show business, and thus, well, and now we well, said it. now yeah. So you know, I'm just mostly aware of that. Do you think that maybe then the issue is not whether someone is or is not in show business, but it's like the level of awareness one has about being in show business? It's like okay, everyone in America is in show business, and what is the healthiest level of awareness to have about that? Yeah, um, I don't know because if you have social media, yeah, you ultimately have a. And a channel for yourself right no matter if you want to play coy and you know post things that are a dead rat yeah or whatever you're still making images for people to consume mm -hmm. um, with a media company helping you do that yes so yeah that takes the fun out of it and mm -hmm. something I'm known to do is kind of suck the fun out <laughs> of certain things 
Um, well, sometimes you have to as a form of resistance. Yeah. Because right. sometimes fun is feels compulsory. Yeah. And you're saying, well, what if I don't want to have the signature cocktail at this brand activation? <laughs> maybe if, that can be a way to resist. What if I don't want the cucumber Bombay? You know, maybe you have to bleep out the alcohol brand. But um, no, no, no. no, 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 no. I can say power. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what they should have. I just thought of the most incredible capitalist idea. You know how? <laughs> gimme, gimme, yay, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> okay, you know how there are sponsors. There should be anti-sponsors where, for instance, Coca-Cola pays you to talk shit about Pepsi. Oh, that's. And a good I think idea. that happens though. Do you? With Coke and Pepsi, I firmly believe that there's like. Isn't there some law against that where it's like? There's a lot of laws. There's a lot of. Oh, laws. don't even get me started on the law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haven't followed <laughs> one. Haven't followed one yet. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. So, but because I think, and it's funny, we, I, I would be so much more comfortable being paid to shit on a brand than being paid to promote one. And I actually think we could make a lot of money on this podcast that way. Oh yeah. But we I, could mock anything. Yes. But I think brands are saving money yeah. by making people mock it on the internet for free advertising. Oh, that's a very Bud good Light, point. For example. That's a good point. Yeah. Because oh, mocking, is, totally the, right. mocking is the thing. Is yes. Something for them like. Mocking is the thing you do naturally. Okay, this actually points to an even darker sort of thing, which is let's go there. Positivity is the thing you pay for. It's like you are in what way? Because let's say a brand wants to be um, LGBTQ. LGBTQ. (laughs) Okay, wait, hold on. Let's say a brand wants to pay an LGBTQ influencer to promote the brand. They are paying for for positivity around that brand. Mm -hmm. But as you said. No one has to pay for negativity because there's so much of it out there. Mm. Now, here's a situation that creates. It creates a situation where so much positivity is artificial, it is paid for, and it is not authentic, whereas negativity, mostly speaking, is authentic. Then, in turn, that creates an environment where positivity is always something to be suspicious of because there is so much artificial positivity. And that's why people flock to negativity even more, creating this vicious cycle of inauthentic positivity and authentic negativity. Wow. Yeah. Thoughts? I have no I, thoughts. I, mean, I think it's true. That's it's a just, genius statement. You, you know. And yeah. I, I, yeah but, but, should we wrap up? Yeah, thanks so much, boys. <laughs> yeah, this has been Stradio Lab. Um, <laughs> <laughs> check us out on iHeart, wherever you get your iHeart podcasts. Yeah. With an ice cold glass of Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, or Bud Light. Or Bud Light. Or Bud Light. Bud Pepsi. Oh, they should make that. Ooh. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> no, they shouldn't. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine it. No, it's not, it wouldn't be good. What um, is your ideal beverage? <laughs> You're staring, for the listeners at home, George is staring straight into my eyes and ask that question. My ideal beverage, uh, you know, I like, um, there's this, I don't know if this is ideal, but right now this is what's coming to my brain. There's a alcohol called Pernod. Okay. Which is like a, Fennelly anise bitter. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not ouzo, but it has. I was about to a say a bit of that. Yeah. And when you mix it with water, it's like this bright green. And then when you mix it with water, it becomes this kind of cloudy. That's like ouzo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that it kind of is magical, and also I like the taste of licorice, that black licorice anise, flavor. Yeah, yeah. With a little ice, the sun shining. Oh my. God, that someone's, is a beverage. Someone's been summer pills. Or a giant Diet Coke from any fast food restaurant. That's but the mostly thing. Mostly McDonald's. I like their, uh, I, I, yeah. their chemistry the best. I think it's like gun to my head. A Diet Coke specifically 
in the cup holder of a movie theater seat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Site specific. That's the ideal. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> well, site context specific. is everything. It context is. is everything. And actually, that's something we forget as a society, and that's why there's a crisis of negativity and inauthentic positivity. Yeah. Well, the yeah, context yeah. is stripped of the internet, as we all know. And exactly. So it leads to yeah. Absolute chaos. I mean, context collapse is literally the number one issue facing our nation, and literally, Joe Biden refuses to talk about it. Wake up, sleepy Joe. <laughs> yeah. That, t- t- take your Adderall, baby. <laughs> Dr. Jill, popping those Adderalls. If I was on the drug cocktail that Joe Biden is on, I would die. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, but you'd also finish that novel. That's because you're alive. (laughs) That's because you're alive. (laughs) That's right. It would have the opposite effect. For him, it brings him to life, evanescence. And for me, it kills me. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Should we do our first segment? Okay. Why not? Because I actually have something um, regarding, with podcasting being a skill again, I have something regarding Diet Coke and our topic that I want to get to later. Ooh, okay, great. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Okay, Peter, our first segment is called Straight Shooters, and in this segment we ask you a series of rapid-fire questions to gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture. It's basically this thing or this other thing, and the only rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions or we will be so furious you will not hear the end of it. I swear. Um, Got it. Perfect. Okay. George, want to kick us off? I would love to. Peter, being blurbed by Zadie Smith 
Or using the whole lemon, even the pith. <laughs> using the whole lemon, even the pith. Wow. Peter, T-Mobile or G-Unit? G-Unit. Wearing white pants after Labor Day or wearing no shirt under your blazer, but it's not a sleigh? White pants after Labor Day. Let him cook or let them eat cake? Let them eat cake. Aw, <laughs> that's cute. Or, oh, I'm Cher. Oh, I'm Cher. <laughs> wow. Cured meats or impure thoughts? <clears throat> impure thoughts. Being arrested for listening to Limp Biscuit or being hospitalized for being too limp-wristed? <laughs> <laughs> um, being hospitalized for being too limp-wristed. Okay. Every rose has its thorn or Christ the Savior is born. Hmm. Those are sort of synonyms, but uh, Christ the Savior is born. Wow. I, can I say something controversial? Please. 1,000 doves. I fully agree. That, so we, ra- we rank everyone from uh, zero to 1,000 doves. I, I was literally going to say, <laughs> you know, you, you were floating... <laughs> You were floating in the 900 to 1,000 range, but here's what really did it for me. Please. So we have a confident answer for each one. Yeah. We're moving along. Peter decides for the last one, they're going to make a little joke. Yeah. Jesus Christ is a joke? Or meaning both being synonyms? Being synonyms. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, no, no. but, But, you know, a little commentary. Yeah. You know what I mean? No like questions. after you are no questions, of course, after you are you're answering each one confidently. And then with the last one. And by the way, you didn't even know it was the last one. But you suspected this is one where I want to. Well, you have a, such a sense of arc. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can hear it in your voices. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I listen I, to the pod. I know your flow. Oh, you know. Well, and I was thinking even like, you know, that segment, of course, is performance based. It's it's not about right or wrong. It's about how what your feelings are. And. I think what you nailed was giving us actually a beautiful tone to your voice <gasps> that I feel like, you know, these comedians, they come on here. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I was like, you know, thank you for understanding this segment is a song. Right. And it needs, a, it needs to be treated with respect. It's an aria. Yeah. yeah. You put time into this. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how much. Yeah. 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to say. You do 15 minutes too? Yeah. Every time I'm like, just give me 15. Well, I'm yeah. imagining it's your sort of morning pages. Like you wake up and you're like, Tupperware? Or yeah, exactly. Wear Tupper, you know, something, something like that. <laughs> or Jesse Ware. It is actually, Thank ooh, you. See, wow. See, that's a pro. <laughs> oh, Tupperware, write that down. Tupperware, Jesse Ware. We might have done that one before, oh, okay, but I'm not cool. sure. Hmm. Well, well, you'll never know. It's hard to tell. Outfit repeat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, it is true that it's a good way to get the creative juices flowing. Maybe that's my book, is teaching everywhere, everyone how to do straight shooters as a way to... Uh, Get, be creative. I'm going to be honest, it doesn't sound like a book, but it does sound <laughs> Have you seen some of the books out there? <laughs> it does sound like sort of a speaking lecture series. Oh, even more lucrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think then you don't even have to write the book. Zoom you just link. show up. Yeah. 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 Zoom link. You don't have to have it in person. Yeah. If you were employed as a If I just <laughs> end there, if I was, <laughs> what would happen? If you were employed as a sort of speaker at corporate events, what do you think your vibe would be? What story would you tell to inspire the middle-level managers at a Morgan Stanley? Wow. Um, I would tell the story of Jesus Christ. Ooh, that's good. Oh, that's, that's really good. good. Um, I would tell, like, a personal story? Anything. Like, I, I mean, what I'm thinking is, like, how would you use your expertise to inspire them to continue their work? Yeah, you know what I would do? What? I would say... Um, 
you know, as someone who grew up between two cultures, I, I've always been an outsider. In America, I feel like I'm Greek. In Greece, I feel like I'm American. You think that is a um, handicap? <laughs> it's your superpower. <laughs> it's always the superpower. Any handicap is always going to be your superpower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I would probably um, just go up. I'd make them all get in the line, single file. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'd probably look them dead in the eyes and I would say, money's not real. Ooh, <laughs> what wow. What you do is fantasy. Yeah, and, and that's where we 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 meet in this space of fantasy and illusion. Wow, that's actually kind of powerful. That could be so powerful that a you would never be invited back. <laughs> exactly, and b a <laughs> violent been there once, burn it down. A, a violent. Oh, I'm thinking Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. A sort of violent sword based fight would happen. <laughs> oh. I think that the clipboard woman that brought you in would actually get you home safely, but someone else would die. But yeah, she'd be like, that was really cool. <laughs> Our speakers aren't normally like that. We had, you know, I wouldn't even know who came in last week. Yeah. But yeah. And then I shouldn't even be saying this, but thanks for speaking up. That was yeah. awesome. I think that way too. Yeah, and then There's a laser saying, pointer on her. I like, yeah. close and I see a laser on her chest. I'm She's like, like, goodbye. <laughs> She's like, by the way, come to my improv show. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to think what my inspirational talk would be. Oh, you know what? It, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Mine would actually be inspired by the Pennsylvania story. Mm. And and I think it would be, um, you, you know. Shut down. No one not saying anything. <laughs> and I think I would be sort of like, like, I think it's important that you said, like, you know, they're comparing or I keep comparing them to me and saying like yes, I say like you should be yes. grateful for the silence centering you yourself yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think um you know that would be sort of my lesson to teach so it's like, like empathy empathy and and not even that but like think about um what you have that someone else would value that you don't value because you see it every day Whoa. every day I wake up and I say thank god I have a coffee shop right there Thank God my apartment is so small and all the apartments are so small so that I can walk around this damn city. Thank God I don't need to fix up a car and to drive around and I can just sort of stroll. And yes, I get yelled at on the street, but it's better than getting yelled at in a Wendy's. Amen. Wow. You know, I do think we sort of describe the three possible types of corporate speakers one can be. It's like human-centered empathy with Sam's take. With my take, it's more just like Anything you do, immediately commercialize. Immediate, <laughs> immediately mm-hmm. make it into a product. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. your identity, yeah. that's a product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then with Peter, it's the more sort of um, radical approach where you are, it, it's the person getting up and ripping up their piece of paper that they have prepared. And they're like, you know what? Actually, I do have something to say. It's yeah. kind of always the end of the film, yeah. you know, or the climax of the film. Yeah, credits roll when I leave Morgan Stanley. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's says, difficult for you every time you enter a room. Credits start to roll because you <laughs> yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. I sing the I sing the final song. Yeah. You have so much gravitas that people yeah. are like, "Well, this must be the final scene." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I take the mic and I sing, uh, "Yeah, uh, a thousand doves." Sam Instagrammed the thousand doves remix when it came out mm, years ago. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Oh, I haven't listened to this." It's incredible yeah and every time i play it i'm like thank god for sam wow that actually makes me feel so good because i was also so moved by that song it's it is moving. so good the, or, the original on the chrom- chromatica of course whatever um i don't care for it doesn't speak to me skip it. one of my least favorites yeah 
on the remix, the only one I listened to from that. Album. So iconic. Yeah. The little synth solo. Are you kidding me? It's so LOL. <laughs> <laughs> it's so LOL. And yet no one wants to listen to Signs from Above. <laughs> After all these years, the one... Literally, and I'm, I have been alone in this fight for years. I keep expecting, it is so perfectly calibrated to be a sort of camp hit, and yet no one's biting. No. No one is biting. Because her lyrics are already sort of Mad Libs, right? <laughs> sure. It's like mental yeah. health, queer, <laughs> yeah. uh, cars and leather, yeah. know, downtown. New cars York. and leather. New York. <laughs> mental uh, health, queer, cars and leather, yeah, downtown. That's her. Yeah. So Sign From Above was this like, what is this math metaphor? Right. Yeah. Like, it, it's like, she's clearly talking about something else, like some sort of... Parabola, I don't know, but it just doesn't work. It's so, you know, it's crazy because it really, guess what? There's a pot for every lid and Lady Gaga in me found her pot. <laughs> Lady Gaga and Elton John found their pot finally. Wow. Right. It was the, that's them too on it. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is like Lady Gaga's going off. She's screaming. She's losing her voice. <laughs> Always. You're like, all right, fine. And that's over. Then <laughs> the song continues. And Elton John comes in. Truly, like, on the Joe Biden drug cocktail. He is, like, flying on cloud nine. <laughs> when I was young. No, his voice is so That's funny on that. It's so funny. And yet no one even thinks it's fun. No one talks about it. It's like, it, it, how, how can you put out something so legitimately insane into the world and have it make no impact? It really, I mean. No, you're completely it, right. You know I, what I'm I mean? fully convinced. This is the best argument I've ever heard. Justice for sign from above. But but it's like someone someone is. Uh, there's dark money there that is suppressing it. Yeah, they paid. Sure, they paid negative influencers to shit talk it and get yeah. it to disappear. Oh my god, it's that it's that negativity we're talking about. Someone finally found a way to make it lucrative. <laughs> to me, it's like that song was like this. Is, everyone's like, do we keep it? Do we not get rid of it? <laughs> it's like you know what we can do to keep it is put Elton John on it. Yeah, and then it becomes something yeah. because it's really not anything. I couldn't even tell you the tune. I actually can't think of how it goes. When I was young, it's I prayed that. for lightning. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I prayed for lightning. And I know. No, 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 there's nothing there. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, Elton John. Elton John. Elton John. From you know. Uh, uh, that could uh, be topic. <laughs> okay, okay. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't care for this. Yeah, song. I'm hired. I'm hired to write a jukebox musical about Lady Gaga, and the opening track is signed from above. <laughs> yes, and the title. <laughs> and the title. <laughs> yeah, like, take that as the you know improv inspiration. Oh, I mean, God. there's definitely she kind of wanted that to be the title of the album. I, I, I'm telling you, she thought I re- that was like the main. I thing. genuinely feel more connected to her because I'm like only you and I understand this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Enough about me, Peter. Hmm. I would like to get into the topic. Love it. I would love that as well. Let's go there. Would you like to tell us what topic you brought forth and potentially even a few words about what to you makes it straight? Okay, folks. (laughs) Uh, My topic for today is the food, the wrap. I gave a little plosive to that. (gasps) Rap. That's the Shakespeare training. Um, That's the (laughs) diction. A few words about it, why I think it's straight. Mm -hmm. Um, I think straightness is a lie. Right. Mm. And I think raps are ultimately a lie and that there's a lot of branding and marketing around the mm-hmm. the topic that ultimately it's a sandwich or ultimately it's a burrito. Right. The word itself is an American invention 
of course, to erase any kind of flatbread culture <laughs> anywhere. Wow. Uh, so yeah. I just think they're lies. Uh, I will say this right off the bat. I had and made one yesterday and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. It's still, I felt straight eating it. Yeah. Because mm. I think there's something about this. Uh, I think there's a health. Um, there's a health atta- element. Attached to it. But yeah. that's also a lie. Well, yes, of course, because it, it's it, like three pieces of bread smooshed right. into one giant piece of bread. I like the central theme being dishonesty. It's like it's the health part is a lie. The idea that it's a new thing is a lie. Yeah. It's a way to still make sandwiches, but yeah. give variety with the least amount of you know storage space totally. possible. Because it's just this flat thing. That then you can make yeah. twelve wraps out of the idea the that you would even you would even call something a wrap. That's such a function forward name for something. I mean, yeah. think of how beautiful a word burrito is, mm. or even sandwich, which is an American word. Pretty beautiful word. Hmm. Um, I love the American language. Yeah, <laughs> quesadilla. <laughs> See, um, souvlaki. There we go. Oh, wrap, wrap, wrap. Rap? Rap. And not a rap, like, again, you said Shakespeare training. Mm. I love a cashmere wrap over my shoulders. Well, of mm. course. That's not a lie. I love a wrap skirt. Mm. Yeah. Fabric just draped around heaven. Yes, Diane von Furstenberg. Yeah, not straight at all. The food, where it's named after, like, the physicality of it, mm-hmm. that I don't. Well, because it's also, like, guess what? If you're relying on uh, describing something based on, like, how it's made rather than the actual taste of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's food. Yeah. No, you shouldn't be focusing on how it's uh, like shaped. Mm-mm. Well, I have to say our listeners are very critical people uh-huh. and they are so smart and getting smarter every day. Yeah. Some of them I feel would be saying isn't a wrap, just a sandwich that's been queered. Whoa. See, I think the straight part of it is like ultimately sandwich is has an honesty to it yeah. mm. and like a at the at our core level we're all queer a wrap is a sandwich that is closeted yeah yeah exactly it's or, not or, or, its authentic or, or, or it's a sandwich that has been queered but the person doing the queering is that gay bachelor <laughs> yeah like it, the person doing the queering is not you know like you watch drag, you're watching All Stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Mrs. Kasha Davis, you know at lunch is like, I'm just gonna have the wrap. <laughs> I'm yeah. just gonna get some of the salad and then just just the wrap. You know, thinking it's kind of a lighter, spelled L-I-T-E. Uh huh. Of course. Fair. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that is there's something shameful about of like, oh, I have to eat this mm-hmm. in order to be. It's a backwards shame. You know who's never had a wrap? Heidi and Closet. <laughs> That's for sure. You're okay. I get it. It's also a, a wrap is to fit into sort of a patriarchal body standard. It's yeah. to sort of Weight Watchers. imply uh, your like gender role. Like I want to be looking like this. I need to be like this. Yeah. Whereas a sandwich is like live and let live. Yeah. Well, it's also f- uh, female coded. It's like a wrap is a girl sandwich. And then you have like (laughs) buffalo chicken wraps, which then it's like, okay, just give everybody health care. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's just give everybody health care and just get popcorn chicken. You know? Or I think there's conflict with what you're saying about it being gendered. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, I see what you're saying. And that like it's true, but then now we're at this post 
place yes, where yes. the rap needs to be barbecue chicken, mm-hmm. which doesn't necessarily have to have a gender, but that is being marketed to you know big boys. Yeah, who are like you can eat barbecue chicken, but you can't have that on a sandwich. Right. It needs to be in not a burrito, but ultimately it is a burrito. Yeah. Like a breakfast burrito. No one's getting a breakfast wrap. So it's gendered in the sense that it was start. It's like eating disorder. Yeah. <laughs> but now uh, most men have eating disorders too. So exactly. it's still a straight man. Yeah. Or woman. But the yeah. fact that it that it was created as a uh, act of gendering sort of um, infiltrates the entire environment with violence. It's like it, it, you, a rap is meant to be female. And yet everything that is done to it makes it less and less of a clearly defined gender. And the and the violence of that spills out mm-hmm. into the entire culinary industry. And most raps I've had ultimately spill. Yes. Uh-huh. Like at the end, it's going to be a mess in your hands. Okay, that's actually a really good point. It, it the promise like, doesn't like, come true. It doesn't come. Yeah, no, exactly. No, no. Because the promise of the rap on a just sort of literal level is like, well, it sounds like it would be clean because it is wrapped. Mm-hmm, Whereas a sandwich, it's leaking from every which way. Uh, sh- sure. But if anything, at the end, the rap is the biggest disappointment of all. Which is because straight. it's gonna like splurge out where you least expect it. Yeah. yeah, like the man in whatever fast food you were at. <laughs> it was a Wendy's. It, the the tension is gonna come out. You know, yeah. the closet, you will at some point, the closet will leak. No, you're totally right. Um, sidebar, I have a riff. Um, Ooh. I, it's a, a riff alert. Riff uh, alert. alert. <laughs> 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 riff alert. Um, so imagine if uh, the man came in and was yelling at the employees <laughs> and then um, slammed the door and the uh-huh. glass shattered. And, uh, and I said, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you really was. lived the Sir, This Is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. I've never lived the Sir, This yeah. Is a Wendy's. Wow. Now you have. Now I have. You've put that on your body. <laughs> I've. It's, it's so lived in. When I say it now, it'll feel so different than whenever anyone else says it. Yeah. yeah. It's yours. It's mine. The body wow. keeps the score. Body keeps <laughs> <laughs> Including when you're eating a wrap. Yeah, the calories count. So, okay. Okay. A wrap also is like, you know when there's like fake stuff to do for the environment? Like sometimes I feel like like, like almost straws. recycling. Like yeah, I'm yes. like where like we all know that it's fake and doesn't they don't do it right in yeah. New York especially. In yes. New York especially. And they sh- I would love if they did, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's like we perform recycling and then they all put it in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um that's almost what a wrap is. It's it's like performing health conscious yeah. when really uh it's the same. Yeah, and the fine. stomach is like ooh. This is still flour, water, and some stuff that was in a sandwich. <laughs> well, it's also like there's a sort of literalness of like the bread is thin, so yeah. you'll be thin. Exactly. <laughs> like it's so fucking exactly. stupid. And then people just buy it. They're like, oh, well, it's thin. Mm-hmm. It's so thin. This bread could not be more thinner. They've pressed it down. It's so thin. Yeah. Is that what a wrap is? Is it just bread? But I mean, out? bread in the sense that it's, it's a, a tortilla. Wrap, a wrap is yeah, a yeah, tortilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That now has been but called a, a wrap. But it's bread in the sense that it is glutinous. You know, it's sure. It's, it's, sure, it's sure, the sure. flour tortilla. It's the thing okay. that is. Yes, it's the thing that is enveloping the ingredients. So in this, if it's a sandwich, it's the bread. You know what I find with wraps? It never tastes like. Even I don't think it 
the flavors don't go well together. I feel like it never feels like a complete piece. Mm -hmm. It always feels artificial to me when I'm eating it. And a sandwich, I'm like, this uh, this feels complete. But a wrap, I'm always like, no. Like, and when I have a burrito, mm -hmm. yes, this clicks for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a wrap, I'm always like, uh-uh, this is not clicking. Yeah, like, do you want to know why? Something. Yeah. Here's the thing with wraps, and and that's one of the central lies is like you think of a wrap as like especially if you're trying to be health conscious oh it's fresh oh it has like crunchy lettuce in it whatever guess what guess what is at the crux of the wrap's success from a business perspective that's right that can that it can be made ahead of time mm -hmm. and put in a little vitrine yeah mm. you can't do that with a grilled cheese you yeah. can't just make a bunch of grilled cheeses and put them on a in a vitrine <laughs> But a wrap, Trough. you can just you can just make like forty seven wraps in the morning, and they'll just be there. Yeah. Wow. So when you bite into it, in contrast to literally any other sandwich, you are biting into week old ingredients. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. Wow, that actually does speak to also the efficiency of a wrap. Exactly. Which, as we know, is peak straight peak capitalist. Yeah. Um, it's also like even like. Now that I'm seeing the wrap being eaten, I'm seeing a woman rushing mm -hmm, to the office. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. And she's like, I can eat this while I run. Yeah, she's in peril. <laughs> There's so many forces working against her. And she's like, well, maybe if I eat this skinny food, I will. But and then. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes a, sometimes it doesn't even have to do with the physical body. It doesn't have to do with like being on a diet or body dysmorphia. It just has to do with control, like spiritual control. Mm -hmm. It's like you can't be in control if you're eating bread, but you can be in control if you're eating a green spinach-coated tortilla. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> spinach-coated. <laughs> well, love that. Yeah, and like the spinach yeah. wraps is like such when, a lie. When you, but they're green. Yeah, so they're like, green. Oh, when you get to the much vegetable, when you get to the point of dyeing bread green to feel safe, you'd certainly you need to return to religion. Well, okay. <laughs> you need to go on a wild style hike. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love how much you talk about wild. <laughs> well, you know what? Every I think? episode I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It's like Reese Witherspoon and Wild can come into this conversation. Do you know, do you know what I think, actually? <laughs> Which I appreciate. First of all, thank you. Thank you. It really is unclear how many people appreciate it, but I'm glad that we yeah. know at least one on the record. I will say one more thing about the movie Wild. I think there should be a sort of a birthright style trip for high strung women mm -hmm. and gay men mm -hmm. where they get to do Wild. To sort of regroup. Is it the Appalachian Trail? It's, it's the, the Pacific, Pacific Crest, Crest Trail. Trail. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. My brother hiked, has hiked that. Really? So I know. He's like, like, now everyone's on this trail because Reese Witherspoon did it, and now it's all overrun, and they're stomping the vegetation. So Reese oh. wow. uh, ultimately caused some deforestation. <gasps> oh. But, <laughs> but, capital B. Um, I'm so glad she brings you so much joy. Yeah. And that performance does. It's a oh, great performance. Yeah. Do you think you would ever do wild? Hike. Hike without cameras? No <laughs> yeah. cameras or cameras? Oh, well, you could have a journal. It. Yeah. Mm, okay. With like that becoming IP for a film. Right. A film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. I yeah. would. If there was. Uh, you would you do know, it only. If there was if a package that was only presented to me where it's like, you go on this hike, okay. you're going to get. Streaming film. A streaming film. I'm not going to say where. You don't need a theatrical release. No. That's oh, very humble. I want people in their homes. Not eligible for the Academy Awards. No, 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 no. I don't need that. <laughs> Academy Awards, you know the secret of the Academy Awards. No. Anti-union. Well, of what? course. How so? It was created literally. To distract a, yeah. from. It was like. What's his name? Louis B. Mayer. was like, 
I want you guys, to, you lot boys, to build my house in Malibu. And they're like, we're not doing that. We only make sets for you and we can't, you can't use our labor like wherever you want. We have a union. And then he was like, what's a union? And then he found out and he was like, I hate that. And he was like, I hope the actors don't do that. And he was like, so in order for the actors not to do that, I'm going to invent this like academy secret special club so that actors don't get in, that they are aspirational want, you know, to be acknowledged. One thing an actor wants is for anyone to like say, good job. So created that club in order for actors to not make their own club that would then give them any rights or power or whatever. So huh. that's hmm. the Academy Awards. Wow. It's base function. Origin story is that. Huh. Yeah. For and on top of that, Isabella Pair was robbed. He abs- <laughs> every time. Every time. What was she around for? What was it? L. Oh, yeah. I think it's the only nomination she Who had. won in that year? Um, I literally think Emma Stone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had something I wanted to bring up. Both of you expressed being Diet Coke stands. Mm. And in my mind, a Diet Coke is a close sibling to the rap. Yes. I mm-hmm. feel the woman that's running for the business meeting has the rap in one hand and the Diet Coke in the other. If it's 1998. No well, longer. Well, in my mind, it's always 1998. Okay. And, and you're right. And you're right. And you're right. Yeah. Um, and... I guess I just want to know how you uh, square with that emotionally. Um, Loaded. You know, yeah. um, things are messy. <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, femininity is not a monolith. You know, <laughs> eating disorders are not a monolith. True, mm. true. Um, so to that I say, I think honestly my deal with Diet Coke is like, I know how unhealthy it is. It mm. really isn't a health there's a lack of health consciousness. If anything, it's like throwing things to the, throwing my body in any cell that might turn to cancer to the wind. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't drink it like, well, this isn't going to make me, you know, any larger than any of that phobic. <laughs> I drink it like, this is delicious. It's battery acid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, gives me a little pep. Sure, sure. Even though at this at this point in my life, the pep is kind of smoothed over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't equate the two. I can see how they would be equated, yes. Mm-hmm. But I that mentality and psychology of the woman getting yeah. the Diet Coke and the rap is not this woman pointing mm-hmm. at myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My psychology. I do think that the difference between 90s and 2023 is actually relevant here because I think in the 90s they were related. It's like mm-hmm. you get a wrap, you get a salad with dressing on the side. Cobb salad, no bacon, you mm-hmm. get a Diet Coke, you know, okay, you go about your day. Now, it actually has become accepted that Diet Coke is poison. Yeah. So the equivalent of that now would be like a kombucha. It would be like oh. the new fake thing. It would be, or it would be like a natural ginger ale with pulp. You know, yeah. it's like the new fake healthy thing would be something different that you would pair with a wrap. A Diet Coke, if anything, has been like reclaimed by the unhealthy identified yes. as a treat. Interesting. Myself included. Like Lisa yeah. Renna getting iced tea all the time. Oh, yeah. Iced sure, tea. Sure, sure, sure. I'll just have an iced tea. It's mm-hmm. always the just. Yes. Oh, Mrs. Kasha Davis, I'll just have the wrap. Lisa Renna, I'll just have an iced tea. The, the, the just. just. It's like I'm not eating any. I'm not consuming anything. I'm just going to have this thing and pretend like I'm consuming something. That is so genius. That, that, is, the, that, that is the group of uh, food that we are talking about. It's just foods. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have And in fact, the isn't there some brand called Just Juiced. <laughs> if not, there should be. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
But n- this is like this is a huge. It's the just revelation. It's yeah. the just. Just. And if and I honestly think it could even be applied to other things. I do it with um, my coffee order. Like I'm very like I'll just have a black coffee. Yeah. Like I'll just have a hot, so just, just a hot coffee. I'm so simple. I do not stir any pot. I don't. It's so yeah. easy for you. I'm just. Aren't I making your life easier? Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. trying to be skinny and simple. Yeah. And of course, in that statement, in saying just, you are basically expressing judgment for everyone else who has come before you mm-hmm. and after you. You're like, exactly. well, I'm not like these yes, fucking George. freaks. Yep. Well, it's also, it's very like, you know, in an essay putting like obviously blank where it's like, no, you have to make the argument to show why it's obvious. Yeah. You can't say obviously. Yeah. Like you shouldn't say just, you should just be easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the just does, I George, it's a great point. It just, it makes you, it makes others yeah. have bad behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you do not. Do you know what's interesting? Sometimes people will use the just, but actually be difficult. And I'll, I'll give you an Ooh. example. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Wielding that. Here's an example. Ordering off menu something that you think is simple. Let's say you want a single slice of tomato cut into quarters with a little olive oil. That sounds simple because it's something that you, know, you can make very simply. But you're at a restaurant. That's not on the menu. You'll say to the waiter, oh, I'll just have one slice of tomato cut into quarters with some olive oil. Mm-hmm. Can I just have like a, you have tomatoes. Can I just. Just like a tomato with olive oil and maybe some like salt or yeah. actually no salt, just <laughs> olive oil. You're yeah, at that, that point adding, inventing a new menu item, a special only for one table, your own. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are they going to price it? And you are exactly. ch- how are they going to price it? in the system. Yeah. Whose job is that? And you are doing all of that while gaslighting the service worker into thinking that you are in fact being not difficult mm-hmm. that you not not only are you not being difficult you are being easier than the average person who would order oh i don't know the salmon yeah anything that the chef is prepared it's very <laughs> sinister wow you know um weaponizing just but there's also i it's hard to order off menu in general without weaponizing it cuz it's also you can weaponize like i'm sorry i'm being so difficult mm. but i'll have like you can also weaponize self awareness in a way where i'm like well that's not making it any easier yeah. you're just like aware that you're being an asshole you know i'm so guilty of that oh it's really bad and you can hear yourself doing it and you're like this is so lame <laughs> like to be talking to this poor person who's had to deal with like the dumbest people all day and then you're doing a whole act of like sorry and I'm like one of these Brooklyn people mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like just fucking put your order in you want oat yeah. milk say it just say just it. say it it's back there just order yeah. what you want yeah don't be a wrap be a sandwich be honest with what you want and if anything ordering a tomato with olive oil by saying like I know that this is not on menu yeah. and I know that this is a special ask but yeah do you think that this is possible mm-hmm. has a level of self-awareness and it like, does a way for them to be like, no, we can't do that. Yeah. Instead of like, you'll do this because it's easy. Yeah. Sure. And it's yeah. simple and you'll just the do it. The question is just really it. helpful. Yeah. Do Once I had a director that would always say, just do it. Would oh. be like, give a suggestion. I would kind of question. And say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just do it. Just, just do it. And it's like the just, what is that mm-hmm. just that simplifies things and makes somebody seem difficult? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's basically, you know what it's saying? It's, and especially in that, instance it's like basically it's drawing a line and saying well this is easy for me why isn't it easy for you yeah just do it just do it nike i was about i mean i i I was about to say talk about the american people do you think nike just 
feminine coded mm-hmm. as a word. Just I it. want tiny. Me, no, oh, you can't even see me. I'm so small. Just I'm as thin as a tortilla. But then Nike took that, made it into sports, made it into m- masculinity. Mm-hmm. What's that about? <laughs> it's like it's easy. Do it. Just yeah, do it. Just do it. Just You're, do it. What's stopping you? Yeah. Oh, only you are stopping you. Oh. <laughs> you you're the problem. I guess you're bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> huh. Nike, oh. we blame victims. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh, really progressive. Wow, cool really brand. progressive. Wow. 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 Uh cool branding. Inclusive. <laughs> wow, really inclusive. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I guess that's normal now. <laughs> so I guess that's a thing. Okay. Huh. Oh. Hmm. Okay, cool. All right. Cool. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. That's kind of blase, boys. <laughs> <laughs> me thinks Nike's going on the naughty list. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sam is bringing back me thinks. You missed <laughs> okay. that. Yeah. Love that. Here for it. <laughs> to do it and me then thinks. to you to have it be explained it really hurt. And I did need that and I did appreciate you being um, honest with me. Yeah. But ooh, baby, did that make me feel well, yes. <laughs> embarrassed. Sorry. Outed. Not everyone yeah. has learned about the me thinks movement well, yet. And that's, I was sort of, this was an experiment. Me thinks. I was sort of, <laughs> Not me too. No, me, me thinks, thinks movement. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna see if Peter like responded positively or negatively to it. Me thinks. Yeah, yeah. I respond. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, for it. yeah, yeah. Wow, this is huge. Me thinks it does. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. It needs to be practiced. Yeah, because I practice. think when you say it, me thinks it. Beca- I immediately think like, okay, Baby Yoda. Like I am sounding like Baby Yoda. But when you said it, you've said it enough times that I can hear that you're past that space. Right. Yeah. And the placement in your voice is fully confident and it just washed over me and I accepted it 100%. It wasn't until George called you out that I then was like, right, you did say me thinks. People <laughs> you know, it's don't usually say that. I, yeah. It, it, I was attempting to do the opposite. I was attempting to be like, don't, he's not weird. This is a thing, you know. But in fact, I was projecting my own. I was like, well, if I heard someone say me thinks, I would think it's weird. But you're probably more um, in- progressive than I am. <laughs> no, it's actually the opposite. I spent all last year trying to justify Shakespearean language so someone saying me thinks I'm like sure <laughs> that's real right 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 oh, I've had to say like you. anon right, right, alas right. trying to say al- make alas wow alas you know seem authentic right me thinks rolling off Sam's tongue yeah I'm like yes me thinks is very Shakespearean yeah um, me thinks <laughs> me thinks she me doth thinks protest she doth <laughs> protest too much yeah <laughs> Wow. Mm-hmm. Did um, Shakespearean language uh, get into your day-to-day life? Mm-hmm. And was it frustrating? It was, It didn't get into my day-to-day life, but I did get good at reading it oh, and translating cool. it quickly. Wow. But I don't know. I didn't say anything. I sometimes switched verbs and nouns around, which oh. was annoying. Now that's Yoda. Now that's and then Yoda. it gets into Yoda, yeah. which is a place, you know, maybe there's shame in me around this Yoda thing. I don't right, know. Right, right. Well, and then you had to be. Up, I should <laughs> follow that. You had to be like, by the way, I'm not doing Yoda, I'm doing Shakespeare. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Shakespeare ultimately, uh, Yoda ultimately is a, you know, Shakespeare. Well, everything character. is Shakespeare. Yeah. Shakespearean yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah, yeah. wild. Especially <laughs> wild, as you like it. Woman in the Woods. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Need I say more? Yeah. <laughs> Reese, I don't know. Has Reese done Shakespeare? She did Oscar Wilde, right? I don't think she would. Importance of being earnest, didn't she do that? That sounds like know. her, but I don't know if she could fully do Shakespeare. I'm sorry. At to say. this point, I think her brand is past. It's that. past. She's yeah. an American woman. She's Blackstone American. down. She is boots. Boots. <laughs> War she boots. She is. The, yeah. She is the ultimate American woman. And she's wow. worked hard for that. Yes, she yeah. has. She's worked tirelessly. Yeah. There was struggle. Yeah. Yeah. We saw Wild. <laughs> 
That was a that was a pivoting point. She though. walked. Was oh, that pre walk the line? I, no, no. Peter. Okay. <laughs> so so here's the thing. <laughs> she won the Oscar for Walk the Line, but as with many women who won the Oscar, Halle Berry, you know, it it didn't result in more prestige opportunities. Sure. So after Walk the Line, it was flop after flop after flop. It was this movie called Vanity Fair. It was like right. bad rom coms, like This Means War. It was like weird sort of Oscar baiting movies that then never actually panned out. And so Wilde has this meta narrative of like Reese Witherspoon, the actress, is also walking her way back to the woman her mother raised her. Yeah, okay. Hell yeah. And yeah. she bought the and book she, rights. She bought she, the book it, rights. Is it her production? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In yeah. my mind, it's That's like the, she's like, exactly. listen. She, it was the first thing she produced. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was the first thing, but it was the first, you know, big success. Yeah. And sure enough, she got her second Oscar nomination for it. For acting. For acting. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So there you go. Still haven't seen it. Oh, you got Peter. Check it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> you are going to love it. it. Oh, my goodness. I, I will watch it soon. Yeah, yeah. And I'll report back, but haven't yet. It's on Max. Yeah, it's on Max. Isn't that terrible? I what hate the fuck? It. Isn't it terrible? It's so bad. Do you think it's. I'd love to work for you, Max, but of course. also, I think it's terrible what you've done. I Do you think it's like. Um, Sometimes I think when there's change, of course, people mock it. Like, I remember the iPad coming out and people were like, this is such a stupid name. This is such a stupid name. There was once a mad TV sketch about an mm -hmm. iPad and mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then literally three months later, everyone was just like, yeah, it's on the iPad. Like, iPad, iPad, iPad. Well, Dua Lipa. <laughs> Don't even get me started. She was presented to us and we're like, what the hell is this? Okay. <laughs> and then years later, we're like, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Dua Lipa. Yeah. We love her and we love her name. Yeah. Yeah. And this makes sense. She's talented. Do you Eyes think crossed. we will normalize Max as our society tends to do? Obviously. Well, of course you will. But I do worry about the strength of the HBO brand. It's been but diluted. That's gone. It, yeah, it's been diluted too much. And in fact, I think, you know, we're talking here uh, mere days after the succession finale. Mm -hmm. I think succession will go down in history as the last prestige HBO drama. Yeah. They're, you're, we're that. never gonna have something like that again. Everything is just gonna be on Max. Yeah. No. When I opened the app, I was like, "Oh, HBO yeah. is gone." It's and gone. no matter how hard they try to bring it back, I've already had that experience yeah. mm -hmm. and like moment of grief. Mm -hmm. And it's so a, it's done. It's a pro the the grief is constant. Yeah. <laughs> like Trump won, America the illusion shattered. Mm -hmm. No matter how many Adderalls Joe Biden takes, will I be like, <laughs> "No." Oh right. We're back. America. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no. The damage, I mean, it's like, and just like that. Right. The damage will never be undone. That was the, yeah, the whistle. That was the, yeah. <laughs> the canary in the coal mine. Like that, there we go. Yeah. Um. Well, should we do our final segment? Well, I do want to sort of, I'm like, do we have anything more to say about raps? Oh. Or is it a rap on raps? Or is it a rap on raps? <laughs> oh. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Um... Well, I, I do want I I know just because it's like the most famous rap. I want to get chicken Caesar rap from Publix is really delicious. Yeah, we just there is something that will always be there. Yeah, it's, it's almost like uh, I don't want to say it's the exception to prove the rule because that's not exactly what I mean. But it's like the chicken Caesar rap, the perfection of a chicken Caesar rap is what has allowed all the rest of the stuff mm -hmm. to go unmanaged for so long. You know what I mean? I have there. no experience with this wrap. What? I've never had this wrap really? in my entire life. If you're ever near a Publix, okay. yes. below the Mason-Dixon line, you are going to get a chicken Caesar wrap. And wow. it's going to be good. Well, I can't wait for that day. It's, it sounds it's, good, it's good now that you're describing it. I like, you know, that is, yeah. 
raps are straight, but straight people do exist. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And there is validity in their experience. Of course. So a chicken Caesar rap being an authentic, like, oh, there's something good about this. I think it's because it's a salad in a fake sandwich. Well, and that's, that's sort of, nice. that's a big part that's of nice. raps. It, it is like you can that. You get the salad. In the I sandwich. mean, uh, you know, uh, Imagine like a rap that has like quinoa and cherry tomatoes, and it. it's like right, falling all over the place. It's like you <laughs> yes. are taking messy, a salad, messy. and you're like, "What if this was handheld?" Yeah, yeah. You don't need a, your little plastic fork that's gonna break as yeah. you are preparing for the big board meeting. I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> we all have ocean plastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's breaking. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, it's like we say, mm. sometimes the greatest feeling in the world is when a straight guy is like super nice to you for no reason. Um, and that's maybe what the chicken Caesar wrap is. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'll say yes. <laughs> in the spirit of show business and moving things along, I'm going to say yes. And it's okay if you disagree. We can end on a cliffhanger and um, mm. more on chicken Caesar wraps next time. <laughs> When Peter Smith returns for Stradio Lab Part Two. Part Two. <laughs> the, oh, what's the name of the Chromatica Remix album? Isn't there a name, or is it just Remix? Dawn of Chromatica. Dawn of, Dawn of Stradio Lab. Yeah, Stradio Lab Two. Dawn of Stradio Lab. Yeah. I'm nervous about you leaving. I just because I feel like you're an infinite well of wisdom. Oh, that's true. And as soon as you leave, there's a bottom down there. I'll tell you. That. <laughs> <laughs> she's in there. She's deep, but she's down there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, but you know what? It's not goodbye. It's to be continued. It's we have the dawn of Peter Smith coming. The dawn of Peter Smith coming. Hell yeah! Um, George, will you introduce our final segment? I would be honored to do that. I before you do, mm-hmm. I also have one more thought. Sorry to cut what you is off. It? Sorry to set you up and then immediately cut you off. Mm-hmm. That is okay. Um, it's. I think it's really symbolic that we're having a discussion on raps while in Midtown at lunchtime. On a two-show day for you both. No, uh, on a two-show day. This is a two-show day for you both. While there is a literal half of a breakfast burrito on the table that yeah. I had this morning. I think we are, this discussion is so lived in, it almost is scaring me. Yeah. The embodiment. Well, there is yeah. something about Midtown where, here's the other thing with the rap, sorry, last thing. In some environments, it is the safest thing to get. And that's what we forget. It's like, yes, if you're, if you're at... Um, a beautiful artisanal sandwich place in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, you're not going to get the ch- chicken Caesar wrap. You're going to get something a little more sophisticated, a little more funky. Yeah, sourdough. A sourdough. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, an aioli. Mm-hmm. Sriracha. Sure. But if you are in a midtown pret-a-manger, the wrap is, it's like the, it's it's shining gold in the vitrine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's visual. It's visual. It's Sandwiches, visual. you can't get that inside. Yeah. No. We're like, oh, there's lettuce in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just have that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just like that. And just, and like, just that. like that. So in Midtown, basically, the chicken Caesar wrap is the Madonna, the Lady Gaga. <laughs> but everywhere else, she is sort of the two they lose. Which, no disrespect. I no, 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 no disrespect. No disrespect. None at all. Okay, now I feel like we can do our final segment. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Peter, our final segment is called Shoutouts. And in this segment, we pay homage to the classic straight tradition of the radio shout out think Mm -hmm. trl think z100 you are shouting out to your squad back home something that is making you say yas mama so do you want to go first sam wow i can go first if you have one please okay um what's up ladies and gentlemen that's right i'm binary i want to i want to give a shout out to um the performer, actress, and musician Bridget Everett. Hmm. You know, here's what I'll say. And I people often ask me, who's the best performer you've ever seen live? And I say, in a dive bar in San Francisco in approximately 2013, 2014, Bridget Everett did a stage dive to an audience of approximately 12 people, and it changed my life forever. I think you could literally uh, uh, pinpoint that moment as when I decided that I would attempt to one day have a gay podcast even. <laughs> she is perhaps the most talented woman alive and if you are not watching her show on HBO the one thing by the way now that I've sort of uh, shat on Max the one thing that is worthy of the HBO brand on that platform I highly encourage you to go press play sit back and honey get ready for your heartstrings to be tugged 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 like it is Sarah Bareilles playing her little guitar because you will not be the same after you finish Woo! Woo! wow beautiful um, wow, I am struggling. 
Um, let's think. Let's think. Let's think. Okay. What's up, freaks, losers, and perverts? I would like to give a huge shout out to waiting for like a week to do all your grooming things and then doing them all at once. <laughs> Yes. Like, I just kind of let myself go in every which direction. And then uh, yesterday, I was like, now let's whip it all back into shape. I'm cutting my nails. I'm shaving my face. Mm. I'm having a deep cleansing shower. And I feel like a completely different person. Sometimes it's so helpful to go to the brink and then claw your way back to polite society. And to see, you know what is artifice and what is real find out who the real you is it is reese witherspoon wild but from your own home Ooh. i love saving all the grooming for one day and i love when i have shaved but don't like to shave Ooh. xoxo sam Woo. Wow. taking a shower can be wild <laughs> absolutely if you don't have time to take a hike take a shower take a long shower yeah yeah pacific crest yeah, yeah. you can yeah you can shower your a bit way back to the woman your mother raised you <laughs> you can try you can try okay it's my turn whenever yeah. you're ready okay um yeah hey our heart radio listeners <laughs> This is Peter, and I'm coming with a shout-out today. Cigarettes <laughs> that I recently bought on Sunday. Haven't bought a pack in six months. Sunday, I said yes. Uh, 80% of America is shallow breathing. When I take a cigarette inhale, I take a long, deep, <laughs> deep inhale and a big cathartic exhale. And that is making me go yas mama to living my life. Yes, you may hear a little tickle in the back of my throat, a little uh, irritation mm. caused by cancerous chemicals. <laughs> but you know what? That catharsis brought on by that little stick of cancer, nothing like it. So folks, <laughs> go out there, get yourself a box of smokes. Puff, puff, pass. <laughs> Woo! Wow. wow. What an endorsement. Yeah. You know? Um, that was the top of my head. I love that. I mean, Diet Coke, cigarettes, it's... Giving star, yeah, being uh, actually regular Coke is is star. Marilyn Monroe drank a Coca Cola on set every day. Really, really, yeah. Wow. If you're anorexic, sometimes you just drink Coca Cola. Really. A little tip oh. for the skinny okay. girls. Okay, <laughs> write, write that down, girls. <laughs> a little <No>. tip. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm learning every day. No solids, just sugar. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a great thing for me to end on. Yeah. Oh, I mm -hmm. love that. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. It's been a true delight. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait for the dawn of Peter Smith's mm -hmm. Stradio Lab. Gorgeous. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> the folks at home, I hope you're well. <laughs> Bye. 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 This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. 
this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.